T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keith McPherson on the fan. Checking back in now. It is officially the next day, January 3rd. I'm still shaking up. And, you know, I was just watching Ryan Clark speak on this and trying to get more information. And I'm done with Twitter tonight because Twitter is not a real place. And it's a place where you get a lot of I can't even really use the word I want to use for some of these people on Twitter um, and some of the things that they have to say uh, in a negative way that they think, I, you know, I guess is cool. But then also people that are just like quick to judge other people and police what you can and can't say. So I'm staying off of that, and I'm right here with you guys, 877-337-6666. Any updates I get, I will obviously relay on air. Um, But I said I was going to try and throw some other topics out there and uh, potentially move away from this. But I understand, like, there is no moving away from this. This is the story. We're on the radio. We cover sports, sports news. This is the story. Just to show you how big of a story this is. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points tonight. I saw that, and I didn't speak 71 points as in the overtime Cavs beat the Bulls the in Bulls. overtime, 145-134. Doesn't and matter. I didn't see it anywhere. And you're a Bulls fan. <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm, I didn't see it anywhere until I refreshed the ESPN page, and there was a headline to the right saying, Donovan most scored 71 most since Kobe had 81 in 06. Just to show you, because that that's the lead story everywhere. It is is an NBA player scoring seventy one points tonight. Yeah, and tonight, and maybe for tomorrow, nobody gives a crap about it. No, happened in the same state in nearby Cleveland, and it's no great one point cares. By you as well. No one cares because it's what like what are we about to sit here and talk about? Donovan Mitchell should have been a Nick. That's not a conversation starter. Congrats to Donovan Mitchell for putting up seventy one and. Uh, getting an overtime win for the Cavaliers, who are a good basketball team, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't take the show that way. But I will say, you know, the Knicks played today, and they got a much needed win against a Suns team who's missing their best player. I'm glad that the Knicks were able to get off the mat a little bit. We saw them lose to the Spurs coming off of that Luka Doncic game, and that's who the Brooklyn Nets hosted tonight. The Nets win 12 games in a row, and they do it in an impressive fashion, but it's on the back burner. The Nets are 25 and 12. Kyrie was masterful. Kevin Durant gave you 25. He's automatic for that. And uh, a lot of guys got involved in that game, but I don't think anyone's calling WFAN to talk about it. Maybe if we stick with the NFL conversation, uh, I wanted to come on here and say, you know, New York football, the difference a year makes. 
The Giants reign supreme in New York football. Once again, they're back in the playoffs. And on the same day, the Jets were eliminated. And, man, it's uh, two opposite sides that had some similarities over the last couple years. But in one offseason, the Giants did what they had to do to change their fortunes this year. And two guys that I feel like Giants fans were ready to quit on and Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones... They went out on that field, put it all on the line, and put together a season where they're expected to be back. A a report came out today that they're going to have multi-year contracts. And uh, I think it was Ian Rappaport put that out. And then I saw Dove Kleiman said the Giants will offer multi-year contracts to both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I mean, how could you not? Those are the leaders of your team. And something I've said about those two, that's Number two, overall pick. Number six, overall pick. You want them to work out. You want them to sign second contracts and be pillars of your team at quarterback and running back. And uh, they did that, man. And, you know, I didn't believe. I didn't believe in the Giants. I I didn't believe in the Jets. But I made the mistake of lumping these two teams together. That's what we did the last couple years. But the Giants got off the mat. And that's what it was. The Giants had lost every game for a month. And I think they had that one tie. But, man, props to their coaching staff. When you're looking at these two teams, the Jets had all the talent on paper. The Jets had all the names and all the skill position players, but they didn't have the coaches. And I think we got extremely ahead, uh, far ahead of ourselves on this defense because we were hyping up this defense after they played against backup quarterbacks, after they were able to defeat backup quarterbacks, and get some early wins. And when they also had Brees Hall breaking games open, and they came down to earth in these last few weeks. And everybody wanted to point the finger at Zach Wilson. And for some reason, folks were calling this station thinking Mike White was the savior and the future and the franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. I never was saying that. And Mike White was not able to save the Jets this past weekend. I mean, that game was over right away. And, uh, yeah, the tale of two teams in one city. I mean, uh, I loved how the Giants kind of played the media. Reporters go to these practices, and they don't know anything. (laughs) We're all thinking Adoree Jackson is going to play. Adoree Jackson was, uh, you know, hurt fielding punts, and we've heard that for for weeks. And we thought Adoree Jackson—I can't even talk, because I literally, like, I'm just, like, looking at Lisa Salter's and I'm reading things. I, 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 this is a tough night to host, but I'm trying to go with the show that I have planned. Um, Dory Jackson plays, and or Dory Jackson doesn't play, but Xavier McKinney plays. And he's a guy that they said wasn't ready to go, so he makes an impact. And Landon Collins steps up. He has a pick six, and the Giants do what I was asking the Jets to do. Right, go score. If your offense isn't that great or your quarterback isn't that great, help him out. Put points on the board. And we saw Kayvon Thibodeau do that in a big game against the Commanders. And then we saw um, Landon Collins get his opportunity and score some points for the Giants this week. It was a party. I also had said, just go out and score 10 points in the first, in the second, in the third. And then whatever you do is cool in the fourth. Get guys off their feet. Well, the Giants had a party and put up 24 points in the second quarter so that the fans could kick back and uh, start celebrating the playoff berth at halftime. And then obviously, you know, Nick Foles is knocked out of the game. And there was a lot of talk about Kayvon Thibodeau's 
celebration, and I didn't really think it was dirty. I just think that that guy is for the cameras. <laughs> he knows the cameras are on, and he knows when he makes a play, everyone's looking at him. He is for the limelight. He's a star. He's going to be a great player for the, for the Giants. I think Giants fans might not have thought that with him getting hurt in preseason and missing some time early, but man, he he didn't hit a rookie wall. He came right through that wall, and you know the Giants' defense is solid. And I heard a lot of talk today about Wink Martindale, and even some talk about what they could potentially do in the playoffs. And I'll say this: I mean, Wink Martindale is a guy that Brian Dable brought in and absolutely hit on. Being an offensive-minded guy, you bring in a Wink Martindale, an old-school guy with a ton of respect, he gets it done. And that's not what happened on the other side with the, the the Jets. I said a while ago that this whole season was going to be remembered as a wasted season around the quarterback spot, Zach Wilson. They technically wasted two years after taking Zach Wilson number two overall. You take him after a COVID season at BYU – which is not the same. We all know the COVID year in sports was was a different year, but you take this kid number two overall, you slap a captaincy on his chest, and you hand him the quarterback job because of where you drafted him, they failed Zach Wilson. And I know a lot of fans want to say Zach sucks and you know he's this and he's that. Well, listen, he's 23 years old. He came into the workplace really with not much guidance, really without someone to tutor him or show him the way. And then when they brought Flacco in, it was too late. And, you know, Michael Floor, I think, deserves a lot of blame. Uh, I think they're going to take a look at a lot of things as we hear Salah talk about, oh, I got to look at everything. Yeah, they're going to take a look at a lot of things. I have a drop that's still playing on WFAN uh, where I say something along the lines like, hey, we got some guys that can go, but this quarterback and this offensive coordinator are not giving us the best chance to win. I said that months ago now. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. The Jets' 12-year drought. It continues. But on the other side, Giants fans are happy. They slept on this team. They didn't think that Brian Dable could do it in year one. No one did. He's coach of the year, if you ask me. You can't give it to Nick Sirianni. He's coach of the year, if you ask me. In his first year of a rebuild, he brings the Giants back to the playoffs. And they were a laughing stock. A year ago, Jake Fromm was running quarterback sneaks from the, the, the two-yard line. What a difference a year makes. And uh, Vanilla Vic. Uh, I've been this whole year trying to talk about Daniel Jones in a positive way. I feel like he had a rough go at it, right? Talking about the Jets failing Zach Wilson, I feel like the Giants were failing Daniel Jones his first couple years. He had different coaches. He had different systems. And then going into this season, he was supposed to have Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney and Wandale Robinson. He had none of those guys, really, for the most of it. And, uh, man, he was out there toting the rock. Vanilla Vic, that's such a great nickname for him. He can run, and he's going to get better as a runner. I think he's going to get better as a runner after this year. I feel like that was talked about maybe on Tiki and Tierney running the football, right? When you see Justin Fields running the ball, and if you watch some of that Bears game, they had a play where they, they had the tight end under center. And Justin Fields as the running back, I love that. But Justin Fields, I've heard Tiki talk about him being a more polished runner. What that means is he knows how to run the ball. He's not running away. He's not just running full steam ahead. I feel like Daniel Jones, I don't know if he's got necessarily the quick twitch and and cuts that Justin Fields has. But I think 
similar to like Josh Allen, who we've seen Josh Allen run the ball, and Josh Allen runs the ball and he goes to attack. He's not letting you hit him. He's applying that hit before you could hit him. He's a defensive runner. I think Daniel Jones will learn a little bit more of that, but he had a great year on the ground this year, and uh, it helped them make something out of nothing, right? And speaking of making something out of nothing, when you have a quarterback that can score the ball on the ground, that can run for 90 yards, he had a couple games where he ran for almost 100 yards, um, but making something out of nothing, like this guy had Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins these last couple weeks looking like his Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne or his Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. You know, like he made these guys look better than they actually were or are. These are guys that have been cut. These are guys that were on practice squads. These are guys that nobody was really running to draft or or start. And he's getting them in the end zone. He's hitting them with the ball. He's making the reads and he's making his head coach smile. Brian Dable had a big smile on his face and they chanted Daniel Jones and uh, celebrated. I said, I'm like, if you can go to MetLife, it's nice weather. That's going to be a party for Giants fans that they've been waiting for for six years. And it's a different vibe now. We'll see where the chips fall. But you can't be afraid of the Vikings facing the Vikings after what the Giants were able to do on Christmas Eve there. That game was close. Um, and Daniel Jones, what a guy. Something else I had in my notes was like, please remember, this guy is the leader of that team, captain of that team. And uh, during the bye week, he was there at 7.30 in the morning on Monday when he could have been off. He could have been heading to Mexico to ride on an ATV. No, he went to work. And Saquon Barkley had a quote. He said every single day he comes into work. And it's about time he starts getting some damn respect for real. Like, this is Saquon talking about his guy, DJ, who he called Vanilla Vic. And I uh, always make sure to mention the fact that on the bye week when guys were going out partying, drinking, on literal vacations, he didn't take it as a vacation. He took it as time to work and get better. And you need that. That's setting an example. That's a leader the quarterback of the team, the captain of the team, showing other guys what to do. If they're even thinking about, uh, maybe should I go? Daniel Jones went. And, and they need a leader like that for the Jets. They need, they, need, they need to find a veteran quarterback. They need to bring in, whether it's a Jimmy G or a Derek Carr, or I don't know if Gardner Minshew can be that kind of guy. I don't really think Aaron Rodgers wants to come here. Aaron Rodgers is on his way to bringing the Packers back into the playoffs. I don't think Tom Brady wants to come here. It's going to be too cold for his old bones. But whoever it is has to set an example and has to be a leader for the team. I feel like there are leaders on the Jets. But, man, I don't think Robert Sala has a command of the locker room. There's a lot of talk about that, and I've talked about it. Them rolling up on that Thursday night game wearing outfits for Christmas, costumes, the Grinch and the bunny from A Christmas Story. It's just like, oh, okay, guys. Uh... <laughs> Your season's on the line. You haven't won a game in weeks. I understand keeping it loose and keeping it light, but this is going to look bad if you show up for ESPN cameras or not even Amazon Prime cameras, a nationally televised game. If you show up clowning, dressed in costumes, and then you get embarrassed with Zach Wilson under center and Chris Streveler coming in, it's not going to play well. And then you, you also talk about the T-shirts and the social media stuff, right? The the Mike White T-shirts, basically in a way of of protest uh, against Zach Wilson, and then the the social media stuff, guys liking tweets against Zach Wilson early, and then uh, Elijah Moore posting himself throwing a ball as if he should be the starting quarterback. Like, what a mess! Oh, the pain is correct. I mean, what a disaster as uh, 
Joe B would say, it all came crashing down. And, you know, I, I know the receipts thing is done, but man, what a receipt. At the end of this year, when you ring it all up and you, and you take a look at it, that's tough. Uh, Mike White ended up having two interceptions. You're not going to win the game with two interceptions and a fumble lost on the road in Seattle. But yet it was still a 23-6 game. I actually bet on that to be the lowest scoring game. I ended up splitting that because the game last night or two nights ago, the Ravens and the Steelers game had the same score. So I, I got half of what I should have won. But I just knew. I'm like, the, the Jets aren't scoring any points in Seattle. We'll see what Geno Smith and those guys do against the Jets defense. But, you know, Kenneth Walker gashed them. He had over 100 yards. You knew that was coming. And, yeah, this is a new Jets record. 12 years, no playoffs. What do they do next? What does Woody do next? Is Rob Sala coming back? Most likely. But, like, is he that good of friends with Mike LaFleur? Maybe. I think they probably were at each other's weddings. I just, I think they were they were irresponsible taking a rookie quarterback out of BYU after a COVID year, number two overall, when you had you had other guys available. You had a quarterback that played out at Alabama. You had a quarterback that played at Ohio State. They're sh- they're shorter bets. They're they're just they're bigger guys with more tape against better competition that might not have needed as much coaching. And you take a project and when you bring him in, what did you see from him that made you think he was ready to go? Nobody ever really saw it on the field. So you have Mike LaFleur there and I remember I had a show one night where I was going through his whole background and his whole resume and I'm like, "How did he get here?" It's about who you know, not always what you know. It's about who you know. So maybe they will bring in a different offensive coordinator after they know who the quarterback is going to be, and maybe that will change the Jets' fortune some. Uh, but I think the defense is intact. I think now they're going to have a top 15 pick. You can add another monster to that defense or to the offense. Probably should look at offensive line. I think you start there. But who knows? I don't know what they're going to have as their number one fo- focus. Other than that, in the NFL – Jerry Jones is cursed. The Cowboys got to figure out what they're trying to do. They're going to end up playing uh, Tom Brady, we think, probably one and done there. There's a scenario where they, you know, they could win the division and uh, who knows? I think they would end up facing Aaron Rodgers. We'll see this this week. It still has to play out. And Chiefs Raiders on Saturday and then Titans Jaguars Saturday night. Winner wins the AFC South and they go in and Something I was thinking about with this last week of the season, you know, people talk a lot about meaningless games and rest in players. Well, you know, some of these guys are playing for incentives that are built into their contracts. Some of these guys have stats and awards and things that they're trying to hit to make a couple extra bucks. And, I mean, some of these guys are just playing for their own pride, the name on the back of their jersey, or their next destination. They want to put out good film and put a good another good game on tape for where they might end up next, so... You know, I had some notes on Monday Night Football. Those those don't really matter. Obviously, there's one story out of there. Uh, the Nets win again. They're playing beautiful basketball on a beautiful court with those beautiful ABA jerseys. Uh, I don't know, folks. Call me up. 877-337-6666. The NHL, they had the Winter Classic today. Today or yesterday. Yesterday was the uh, observance day for New Year's Day. And I liked what I saw. I mean, it looked cool. You know, the players showing up in old school baseball uniforms, playing right into the fact that the game was being played at Fenway. The Bruins, pretty good, pretty solid NHL club. They win 2-1. 
I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw the social media stuff of how they presented it. Uh, it's, it's a great activation for the uh, NHL. Um, I think I saw next year they're going to do it out in Seattle, um, the Golden Knights versus the Kraken. So that should be a scene. And other than that, MLB, we're still on Carlos Correa watch. We don't know when that's going to happen. It is the new year now. Uh, yesterday was a holiday, so maybe they'll get to work on that um, coming up. But, man, we, we're in 2023. This time is going to zip by. It's going to pass very quickly. It'll be playoffs for the NFL, then Super Bowl. Then we're going to be talking about pitchers and catchers. And this year we've got the World Baseball Classic. I'm looking forward to that March 8th through the 21st. It'll be played in Miami, Arizona, uh, Japan, and Taiwan. And, yeah, I mean, I can fill up uh, the rest of this time with a bunch of other stories and topics, but I think that's enough to kind of reset the calls here. But for the callers that called in about DeMar Hamlin and um, the the game tonight that got postponed, we'll, we'll go to you, and then we'll move there. Let's go to Tim in Westport. What's up, Tim? You're on the fan. I literally think Tim fell asleep on the phone. I heard the first, uh, and then the, the breath there, and then the second. So we're going to go to Dominic down in North Carolina next up. Hello. Yeah, good evening. It's at least something to laugh about tonight. Uh, yeah, something, some comedic much, relief? Was it comic yeah, relief? Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I very much enjoyed the call for the medical student. I have to be a doctor. I was watching the game with an anesthesiologist. And he called it as soon as he saw the replay. And I hope that the ER guys and the EMTs uh, were able to make the diagnosis quickly. I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know what their protocols are. Uh, you wouldn't think the first thing you would do on a football field would be to check for a pulse. You know, you, you, there's been so much uh, uh, emphasis on head injury yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, you, you may, I don't know what the protocols are where they do check for a pulse, but I guess you got about three minutes to uh, start the CPR before, uh, uh, it, it, and I, presumably they did because the guy survived. But I want to tell your audience, this is a very freak thing, but it does occur. Usually in baseball, there's about uh, 15 or so, 15, 25 deaths a year from this. And it's usually when a projectile hits the right over the left ventricle, and it has to be delivered. The blow has to be delivered within a 30 millisecond interval. You can imagine that. This is just a freak yeah. thing that occurs. And I don't think you can really build any protective gear. No, to, there's, uh, there's no gear. There's no career. rules. This is a freak accident yeah. In, yeah. in the, you know, in the course of the game, in, in a, in a fair play. Um, it's unfortunate that yeah. we all watch that, but like you said, I, I know they all were watching it. I know those doctors jump right to it. I mentioned that Teron Johnson went down. Number seven, the cornerback for the Bills, he was down, and it looked like he had a neck injury before uh, DeMar went down. So I think that the all the medical people were already alerted, right? They had already been on the field. They had already you know, been called to attention. So my hope is that when this happened, they all saw him go limp and hop right to action. Well, I hope so. But I mean, say, you know, you've been doing a, a, a good job, I think, uh, 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 threading the needle here. And I will say, you know, the big fear now is anoxic brain injury. And I'm not sure that's going to sort itself out in any 
timely fashion in order for them to be able to play the game without then compromising player safety the following week. You follow what I mean? I mean, yeah, they, yeah. you got to give them enough time to recover, particularly in this situation. And I'll say the last thing about this, what occurred tonight. I mean, it just shows you how precious life is. And if you spend yours being hateful on social media, that is just a waste of a life. I don't even look at the stuff personally, but to, to the juxtaposition of the fragility, the demonstration of the fragility of life and the hatefulness of these trolls on social media, just they, they, they don't ever lie. Yeah. Good point and, and right, uh, good parallel. Thank you for the call, Dominic. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> the the game, this game doesn't matter. Like, literally, this game is off the table right now. It's like it never even got started. And that's fine. Like, that's act- that's what it should be. Um, and I don't think there's anyone, you know, there's a couple people online, and I'm glad he mentioned the idiots online. I just, I just... I literally call them idiots. It, the place is swimming with idiots. You don't have to be the brightest guy to make an account and hide behind an account and, and say anything. But um, when something like this happens, it, it makes all of us snap back into reality. We're, we're, we're all living and uh, we're, we're blessed to be alive. And, and life is so fragile. We were about to enjoy a high-level NFL football game and that stopped. And that doesn't matter anymore. Now everyone's focus and attention has shifted to this young man's life and when he'll be okay again. He's not okay right now. So until we know he's okay, how do you how do you expect his teammates to be okay enough to go play a football game? They're not. He got hurt on the field of battle. They're not stepping back onto that field for a few days. And, I, you know, it, it's interesting because there's business involved, obviously, whatever. But, you know, as fans, our our mind goes to think, when's the game getting completed? And it may not. It may not be completed. And whatever happens after that, happens after that, they'll sort it out. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't expect, I do not expect the Buffalo Bills to play the Cincinnati Bengals and resume this game this week. Um, and I don't, I don't feel shame for thinking that originally because I don't know. But my first thought was, okay, they play tomorrow after they learn that he's okay tonight. I didn't think that they, you know, might not learn tonight, right? The 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 hospital shut it down. There will be no news tonight. So speculate and go on about your night. Go to sleep. Say your prayers for this young man and wake up tomorrow. Maybe we'll have more. But if you're a fan that is inconsiderate and is only worried about your bets hitting, your fantasy football team or you know the outcome for one of these teams if you cheer for them reality is hit that that nothing is more important than life and it made me think about a reality check i had in 2020 i'll never forget watching the nba and uh it said it just came across the ticker that the nba was suspended indefinitely and we had heard about Rudy Gobert um, touching the mics. And we had heard about the precautions that the NBA was taking. I remember it was the night before my wife's birthday. It was, uh, I think, it, it was the Utah Jazz. Was it Utah Jazz and maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder. And people were in the arena. They were at the game. 
and um, they had to just straight up call that game. They had to just straight up, nope. We're, the, and then the league, because as they learn more about COVID, none of that mattered. It did, the regular season games didn't matter. This is a crisis. This is a situation where, like, anybody in here could get sick if we don't shut this down. And uh, I had I had some interesting times in 2020. That was before I was on WFAN. I had some real interesting nights where I was thinking to myself, like, bro, you are a sports fiend, and none of this matters. You care way too much about football, basketball, baseball, what goes on. It can be stopped just like that. And now, you know, back then, I remember just thinking, like, what's going to happen? Uh, and the NBA went and made their own bubble. But it's a reminder, man. If you're someone that obsesses over sports where you do unhealthy things or it compromises your your day-to-day uh, life financially or your relationships, this is supposed to be entertainment. This is supposed to be for fun. This is a fake reality. Um, sports and competition and the NFL and all this stuff is not more important than the health of the players. So tonight we are sending prayers and uh, hoping and praying that this young man recovers and that he's okay. And whatever happens in this game, if this game resumes, if this game gets restarted, whatever, it doesn't matter. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take a break. Call me up and we will... uh, Try to get in some conversation in the next 90 minutes about the Jets and the Giants. Maybe about the Knicks and the Nets. If you would indulge me, call me up. I'd like to talk about it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sometimes it is good to talk about it. Keith McPherson on the fan, a terrible night. For NFL fans watching what happened to, I don't, I don't know. I, I was just talking to uh, E-Man about it, and like now I'm just thinking the worst. But again, prayers out there for Demar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills. Like we're, now, you know, it, it's good to talk about it, and I'm I'm putting disclaimers on on everything that I say. Because I understand it's a sensitive subject, and I understand some people don't comprehend English well. I understand some people are just trolls on the internet and want to run with things. So, you know, this is like walking through uh, the lasers in Mission Impossible. You're going to step on one. But unfortunately, in this situation, like, we're only left to think what happens next, right? Here we are very early on January 3rd. The game is not being played. It may never resume play. 
And the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking that like they can't play this game. They can't play on that field. This is traumatic. And I was saying to E-Man, I'm like, this young man played at Pitt. So everybody that went to Pitt and played with him that's in the league, like a Kenny Pickett that I mentioned, they're affected by this. That's their friend. That's their former teammate. Maybe some of these guys, you know, this guy's got a bunch of friends in the league, I would bet. Maybe some guys that played against him in Pennsylvania in high school. Um, but you also don't even have to know him, right? We don't know him, most of us. A lot of, a lot of people watching this game had no idea who he was going into the game. But you feel some kind of way. I'm, I'm shook up, for sure. Um, you know, I put on the internet and I deleted the tweet. I was like, I... You know, it was in a, a string of other tweets, but I was saying how I was shook up. Like, I played 11 years of my life, and, like, I just remember an ambulance coming out twice during practice. And I'm shaking up about it, and someone was like, oh, way to make it about yourself. I'm like, bro, like, I'm not trying to make it about myself. What I'm saying is there's just a level of connection you feel if you played. There's a level of connection you feel if you've ever been in that situation where a teammate, a brother gets carted off or taken like you you can't go back to getting it getting in a huddle and running plays. Like they just showed Stefan Diggs about half an hour ago. He took an Uber. He's in Cincinnati. The if the plane is flying back, he's not worrying about flying back tonight to Buffalo. He took a, a Uber from the stadium over to the hospital to, to be with the family and be with his friend, his teammate. And the NFL, you know, Monday Night Football, everybody had eyes on that. So everyone saw the hit, the response by the medical team, the response of Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor to say, no, five minutes and, and get back going. We're not, we're getting off the field. We need to make sure this young man is all right. We're not about to start playing. Are you crazy? We're going to start playing into the second quarter and then we get terrible news and have to stop the game? No, these guys are clearly shaken up. How does the NFL... Like, I'm going to already assume that this game is is not like... This, is, this game never happened. How does the NFL play Saturday? And we're assuming that this young man is going to be all right. But what if this goes further left or what if there's more complications and we don't know come Saturday his state or what, you know, God forbid, you know, the worst becomes the actual worst. And I don't even want to say it, but then how do you have NFL games on this weekend? If it goes all the way in the wrong way, you can't go out there and play. If this young man's life is on the line and I don't know, I don't know how the NFL, if 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 uh, we get more bad news, if we get a, a terrible update in the next day or two, I don't know how the NFL goes out there and, and plays week 18. I had all of these things written in my notes about the AFC and the number one seed in the NFC. And who's on the bubble and what scenarios? None of that matters now. None of that matters now. And God forbid this happens, but if this young man loses his life, they're not going to be able to just resume play in the NFL this week. I don't know. Keith McPherson on the fan. Uh, 
taking calls on it. Like the drop said, sometimes it is good to talk about it. I'm on till two. There's really not much else to talk about, but I see some calls on some other things, and we will get to them. 877-337-6666. Call me up with your thoughts, but it's hard to have any other thoughts after what we just witnessed, even though now it's hours later, we don't have any answers, really. There's a lot on the table and a lot that kind of hangs in the balance here. But uh, this is Sports Talk Radio. This is WFAN. We take calls. We talk sports. We are sports fans. This is what we do. Let's continue. Nick is in Greenwich, Connecticut. Nick, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Uh, first of all, like you said, well, prayers to Tamar Hamlin. Um, but I started thinking about the scenarios because you just have to think about it because it is a business. And I think there's only really two scenarios. And you try, you kind of brought it up just now. How do they play this week if something goes really wrong? Well, there is precedent. I mean, when 9-11 happened, what they did was they just extended the season, which they can still do as the NFL. They can just extend the season and delay it a week. But I think if if things do go well and maybe he's stable, I think the fair thing to do for all teams, especially the Bills and the Bengals, is you play out the schedule this week the way it is. And then you extend the season and just leave that game as the only game for the next week. And maybe even at that point, you may not even need that game. Yeah, I I mean the the playoffs if they if they plan on figuring out a winner or finding a winner playing the game and 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 having a winner out of this game the playoffs can't start until they do that. So yeah, there there could be a you know push back a week perfectly fine. See, see that's what I'm saying. You can't play this game this week. Okay? So what you do is you just play out the schedule this week. Okay, and then, and then you, week then nineteen, the, you, you only play that right, one and game, and everyone else gets and, essentially a yeah, buy. Everybody, every, yeah, everybody gets a buy before the week. playoffs. Exactly. I mean, they could do that because they did it for nine eleven. Yeah, they could do that, but then what if um, I don't know? What if the Bills lose another player? What if Josh Allen goes down before the playoffs? You know, these type of things can happen. What if Joe Burrow yeah, gets it, knocked out uh, of that extra game? Well, it's not an extra game. That extra week to resume this game. It's just like yeah, but the the only other scenario you have the only other scenario you have, and you have to think about the Bengals in this situation. Then you leave it up to the Bills. You don't leave it up to the NFL. You go to the Bills and you say, "Do you want to play this game or not?" And if they forfeit the game, they forfeit the game. But you have to leave it in the hands of the Bills. Right. There's also that option. They could just forfeit and say we're not going to. Yeah, you can't just leave it in the hands of the NFL. Because there's too much at stake for other teams. You have to leave it in the hands of the Bills at that point if you don't want to do the other scenario that I suggested. Yeah. All right. Nick, thank you for the call. Uh, I mean, none of us know. And I'm glad he did mention the fact that it is a business. Um, And, you know, injuries, and and like I hate to say it, but death is all a part of life and life goes on and there is business and things go on because people have to make business decisions and the NFL is a multi-billion dollar business and I think that's what you know in this hour that we saw from 8.55 to 10 o'clock I think it was 8.55 to 10 o'clock that I was waiting to figure out 
what the deal was. And then, you know, I broke out of my house to get to WFAN. In that hour, they were probably trying to figure out, okay, so what happens next? I think they knew pretty early that these guys are in no shape to continue this game. But what's the contingency plan? What happens next? And so many other things are attached to it. Like I said in my open, the NFL is king. We all love NFL football. The NFL is undefeated in this country. Uh, you know, they own Sundays. We all bet on the games. Almost all of us play fantasy football. Almost all of us have a rooting interest or a favorite team. And uh, when something like this happens, it just kind of wipes all of that off the slate. It's like it's a clean slate right now. Like, we don't know if everything is going to continue as is, you know. Uh, last caller just mentioned 9-11. I mentioned, you know, COVID uh, with the NFL or with the NBA. I mean, NFL powered through COVID. I know you all remember that. They kept their schedule as is. They said, we'll play Tuesdays, Wednesday. We'll play Thursday. We'll, we can play with practice guys, but we're keeping the schedule as is. They pushed right through that. But this is a different scene. My heart is heavy, man. I, I, I feel so bad for this young man who is in his second year in the NFL, got an opportunity to start, and was just making a routine play. And now his life is on the line. And, and you know, the whole... NFL world, sports world has stopped. Uh, and we're all just praying for his recovery and trying to figure out what happens next. But uh, again, disclaimer, reminder, nobody is talking tonight as if anything is more important than that. We are all waiting to hear good things, but we're not going to hear anything out of the hospital. This is Sports Talk Radio, so we're continuing to take calls and speculate and talk all around it the best that we can. Um, you know, not the easiest night for me like I said I was supposed to come on at 12 I raced here to get on at 10 30 there's no one in here to prep me on how to do this this is uh you know my my uh first time kind of dealing with something like this and uh, I have a lot of emotions and thoughts and I'm trying to be careful and and also um be be cautious or be considerate for for the young man and, and his life and his family and that type of stuff but I gotta take a break here Keith McPherson on the fan. Uh, most of the calls are about Demar Hamlin in this situation. So if if that's de- if that's depressing and you want to go to bed, I understand. But uh, if you've got another hour, stay with me. I'll be right back. Keith McPherson on the fan. A somber night, rain, and uh, obviously the news and the unfortunate hit that uh, put Demar Hamlin in critical condition, sent that young man to the hospital. Uh, something I've never seen before on on an NFL game, uh, college game, and uh, reminder again that the game is not important. It's secondary to life. It's secondary to anyone's life that uh, is put at risk in the field of play. It's a war out there, and um, I know not everyone that has played football realizes that. I know a lot of us just get drunk and yell and scream and you know, we're all about the game and our team, but this is a sobering moment. This is a snapback to reality moment as you see how the sports world and athletes and analysts and people have all spoken on this. Uh, I'm doing my best tonight as a uh, you know new radio host. Never really had uh, a situation like this, you know, even before I was on the radio, but definitely haven't had a situation like this before going on air 
to be called to go on air uh, 90 minutes before I was supposed to go on. So I'm doing my best. Uh, forgive me if I say something that comes off insensitive. I'm definitely not insensitive to the situation. Um, and me citing the fact that I played football uh, for over a decade is is not making it about myself. It's letting you know that like I've been out there. I've I've had that helmet on, not just Pop Warner, um, high school to college. It's scary. But you go out there never thinking that this can happen. And when you see it happens to someone, it's almost like, like, you know, not not like a, I don't know the words, not like a survivor's guilt, but there's like, you know, they said like the brotherhood of the NFL. Like, yeah, not just NFL players, like people that have played football and that have taken some tough hits and survived them. We all kind of feel that when you see that happen to someone, that's the like one in, in a millionth, you know, outcome you know there's so many ways that play could have gone there's so many ways uh that hit could have gone and it it was a freak accident but now uh we push the game to the side and we pray all night and into the next day and probably for the rest of this week for this young man to come back to full health he's young he's athletic uh i pray that the lord helps him fight this and that he is able to breathe and to come back and uh you know, for his teammates to to get that news this week and for his family to get that news ASAP. But here in New York City on WFAN, we talk about sports and sports talk radio. So we take calls and you're welcome to call in and talk to me about it. Um, I would I would ask you to be mindful of what you say about it. Uh, but I understand it's a it's a, a sensitive topic and it's, it's tough to talk about in the moment. But um you know, as sports fans, we speculate what happens next. And when you speculate what happens next, it's not just what happens next with this young man. Um, but it is about what the NFL may or may not do, what the Bills or the Bengals may or may not do. Um, what happens with Vegas and gambling and the money that people put on this game. Um, it's secondary, yes, but it's part of the conversation. Uh, fantasy football. I don't know if you play fantasy football. You may not care about fantasy football at all, and, and you don't have to in regards to the story tonight, but I gave you guys the information. Fantasy football, there's no points for what was done tonight. That game being postponed and banged, it's like it never happened, so it's at zero. And we wait to see what happens with this young man. We pray that he is good. We pray that he comes back to full health. We pray that he is all right. And... uh We'll move on from there, but there is no moving on really in the NFL world and in, in the world of NFL football uh, into week 18 until we know uh, what's going on with DeMar Hamlin. Let's take one call before we go to the next break and update. Lucas is in Bushwick. Lucas, you're on the fan. Hey there, Keith. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I'm, I'm like you. You know, I needed Stefan Diggs to have a big game tonight, you know, yeah. to get the championship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but this is, a, I think, a great reminder of the fact that, you know, they're video game characters yeah. to us. And even when there's money on the line, it's like this is the big blow. This is a reality check for all of us. And um, that's what matters. And that, that's, what's coming, that's what comes into play. You know, we don't know this guy tonight, to be fair. You know, defensive guy, we don't know him. But that could be one of our style receivers or running backs for our quarterback mm -hmm. and that could be the deciding factor in the championship and that would never be a story 
on the radio, like you're talking about tonight, right? But today it shut down the game. And God forbid that ever happens to any player. But the fact that that's even a story gives us some pause, I think. I think we should think about that as players of fantasy or, you know, gambling. That could end in a moment. That big bet, that big fantasy win. Doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. Done in a second, right? So that's the sport we're talking about. And that should give us pause. You know, every day we go into the game, we think, okay, this is going to be a big win, easy win, huge game, big points for Diggs, for me, you know, as a receiver, I needed him to score big, but whoever it may be, they could, that could be the end of their career in a moment's notice. And we forget or that. And worse, their life. And that's where we're, we're that's yes. what we're struggling with tonight. That's what's, what's hard to, to yes. grasp and to say, this young man's life is yes. on the line. So n- none of... The other things that were yeah. pending matter. Right now, we are just hoping that he survives this and gets back to full health. Yes, and and you talking about fantasy as a topic, you know, I, I you can see it as very kind of gross in comparison to this man's life, and it is. It, it it is irrelevant, and it should be. And I have money on it. I don't care at all. I don't care at all tonight. I want this guy to be healthy. Sure. Young man, I, I, I wish I could be that guy. You know, we all do. You know, that's a dream come true. And right. the fact that anyone even suggests that that is a, an issue that needs to broad, be brought up, and there's a lot of very high-profile people that are doing that, is disgusting. Yeah, and, and uh, Skip Bayless is one, and there's some other people that have been getting yeah. kind of roasted on Twitter for their initial takes, right? Because initially... Well, that was the guy I was going to say, but you yeah. said it first. Initially, yeah. there was a reaction like, this is a huge game. This was a highly anticipated game. So the initial reaction right. was, wait, we can't stop this. Yes, we absolutely yeah. have to stop this. Lucas, thank what? you for the call. Uh, we now have to go to the break and the update. But yeah, I think that call paired with what I was saying is exactly what you know, needed to happen tonight as far as like, hey, your fantasy championship, your parlays, your same game parlay, whatever, like none of that matters. These are human beings playing and you may not know them, but they are human beings like you are. Life is fragile and uh, all of that stuff gets pushed to the side. Like similar, like I said, when COVID hit and they pause the NFL and I didn't think that was possible. Well, uh, you know, for us wild sports fans, sometimes we got to get a grip a little bit and, and realize what we're looking at and what we're doing. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.